0: So this evening, I'm talking to Sarah James, our CEO of Elect Club. Sarah has recently joined Elect Club as CEO. Um, and I, Trelawney, am really focusing on the coaching and um, personal development of our clients. So we've been thrilled to welcome Sarah. And firstly, let me say hi, Sarah. Hi, Trelawney. How are you doing? I'm really good. Thank you. Um, we're very, very excited to have you. You've been um, working for a couple of weeks now with the clients and the team at Elect Club, and can I ask you one of the um, one of the things you've enjoyed most so far about being part of the team?
1: I think it's just feeling the. The positivity and the excitement that you know we've got a, a, a such a, a time of growth ahead I think we, we've in terms of ourselves within the business I think it's it's incredibly exciting and and we get this anyway usually in the summer as we come out of spring but I think we're feeling it even more so because of recent events um, so it feels like um, a, a good place to be brilliant well that's good news
0: And one of the things that we've been talking about as a team is the relationship that we've been seeing between Harry and the rest of the royal family. He's come back to the UK. Um, It's amazing that he's been able to be part of those celebrations with his grandmother. Whatever I think anyone's opinion, personal opinion of the rights and wrongs of the way he's living his life. I hope that everybody would feel that he should have been with his family at this time, and he, and he should have um, taken on the, the role that he did, being at his grandmother's side. But it's kind of—it's kind of made us think about how romantic relationships can really change the dynamic that we have with our families, because obviously Harry, it appeared, was so close to his brother and so close to his family. It was such a favourite of the nation and had lots and lots of great friends he's fallen in love he's built a life with Megan who it seems liked to keep a reasonably small tight circle particularly in terms of family so it really appeared that it was her and her mum that was her inner circle there wasn't in recent years too much Connection, uh, a lot of connection with the rest of her family. So they came from totally, totally different ends of the spectrum. They've come together, and it does appear that Harry is moving more towards that very insular, tight, small family unit. And that's just made us think about how romantic relationships impact our dynamic within our families. How have, what have you been thinking as as you've been watching that
1: play out? Um, I felt incredibly sad about it, actually. Um, you know, I am a big supporter of the Boyle family. And I think that, you know, we all saw William and Harry go through such a deeply sad time when their parents divorced. And, and you know, obviously, the death of their mother was a huge impact. Those kind of tragedies do bond you together. So for them to be now be split apart and living in on different sides of the globe feels very sad to me. Um, you know, but sometimes we make decisions for love and what you know, we do leave our, uh, what we know behind. Um, and so I can only take sort of solace in the fact that they they are very much in love and it's worth it for them. They've got their own little family unit. and. I know how difficult it must be to, be, to live your life in, in the glare of, of the spotlight of the media and so forth. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a tricky one, really. I, I did read um, in the Sunday Times that, you know, unfortunately, Prince William and, and Harry haven't, you know, healed their relationship. And I do feel sad about that. You know, wh- wh- wherever we decide to reside and whatever lives we choose to lead, you know, we still hope we have the support of our family. Um, and sometimes people, you know, do crazy things for love and and who would have predicted th- that Harry would do this? So on the one hand, I feel quite sad. But on the other hand, I, I feel very happy for them if they found the love that they so, you know, desperately wanted. But, but the cost is there. You know, there's no doubt about it.
0: And do you think that this divide has happened because Harry has adopted Meghan's attitude towards family. That's, you know, she feels perhaps much more comfortable with that very small inner circle as opposed to the kind of connections that that Harry shared before. Do you think it's about the attitudes and the, the values that the two share being so different? Or do you genuinely think it's it's just one of those things because they live a very, you know, they, they live in the US now? And so naturally Harry's going to grow apart. Because to me, it feels more of a, a fundamental two people that fundamentally had completely different attitudes towards family and completely different values in terms of their connections with family members.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think for me, Harry was lost at sea, really. Um, you know, William's got a very clear job to do. He's got a, an amazing partner in, in Catherine and, he is very focused on what he's here to do. And, and I applaud him for that. He's been raised to do that all his life. He knew that was his future. So I think that Harry is kind of, you know, well, what am I going to do with my life? And then along comes Meghan, a strong, opinionated, successful lady. She's beautiful. She knows she's got a lot going for her. And they met him with a common interest in mind with their charity work. So, you know, there were the foundations for, for this romance and this love story. Um, and I think she just gave him what he was looking for. She gave him an anchor um, to, to ground himself, a family. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's wonderful for him. But as I say, there's a price to pay for that, isn't there? When, when, when your life changes so much. And I think what we do know about Harry is he's always been a bit of a rebel. Um, you know, we've seen him before in the press and getting up to things that perhaps he shouldn't have been. And good for him. So this is a, another, you know, sort of, and and he, he, Harry's mother was a rebel as well. If you think about the things that she changed in the monarchy, and the trail that she blazed through what was quite a stuffy, you know, institution. Um, so I think he's a chip off the block, and you know, I don't blame him. I think that you know things are very different in America. We know this. We're very traditional and quite staid in lots of ways. But guess what, the world is changing and we can see that, you know, everywhere you go now um, with diversity, you know, with, with all the decisions that are being made with uh, people being allowed to be open about their sexuality. It's a, becoming a much freer uh, world, it, you know, not everywhere but I'm happy to say that I and I certainly coming from a, a diverse family myself can see the differences um, and it, it's wonderful. So, you know, if this is right for Harry then good for him, uh, and I hope he's going to be really happy.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree, and um, I like Megan, I like Harry, and I love the fact that they, they met and they connected. I think I just would love to see Harry have that connection with his family again, uh, you know, to be able to have both, yeah. Um, I kind of, I suppose, I think of Diana and, and how much she would have wanted the boys to stay together. So I hope that they, Harry and Meghan will be able to find a way to have an incredible life together with their, their children, wherever they want to live, living as freely as, as they want to live, involved in the projects they want to do. I just really hope that Harry manages to bring that balance back in because sometimes these things and it's so sad that the weight of the media is behind it probably definitely making everything mm. a million times worse but think
1: microscope come, you know is yeah must be burning it's you know the inspection everything it, it, it you know I read again in the press and you never know what's right and what's not that you know they only spent 15 minutes official time with the queen um, and that was the first time she'd met her granddaughter. And you think, gosh, it's, if, if that is the case, that's that's you know that feels devastating. But if that isn't the case, and they had a lot more time, you know, the, the Queen's never going to leak that, is she? She is never going to say this is what we did at the weekend. Um, so we never quite know what what the truth is. But yeah, the microscope of the British press is a hot place to be. So I yeah. don't think they're missing that at all.
0: I mean, surely. There can't have been so much damage done between Harry and William that it's irreparable. And he was so close to um, William and Kate. All of those years of of friendship and and being so close, you just have to hope, don't you, that whatever it is, they're able to at some point put it behind them.
1: Yeah, I hope they find their way back to each other. Yeah, it just can't Mm. be that bad, can it? Mm. Um, well, let's face it's... it, Trelawney, families aren't easy, you know. Mm. No, <laughs> no not. There's, always, yeah. <laughs> there's always something going on, but you, you just hope that common sense prevails. But there, there's no doubt about it. The decisions that Harry and Meghan have made have blown the royal family apart, you know, with other scandals going on as well in the last 12 months. I just think that um, it, it's not been an easy time, but, you know, he's forged a path that, that, that's working for him. He seems to be, you know, looks very happy um so I mean Megan's an actress we'll never know what's really happening with Megan but yeah. um, Harry's not that great at acting but <laughs> I'm sure it was a nervous and, and quite stressy time for them being over here but I, oh, you know he seemed in the main to to enjoy himself I just hope that his extended family you know will still be offering him um shelter and and still be warm towards him even if it's difficult at the sharp end you know
0: that's it yeah I guess I guess um I would just like to see a little bit more warmth towards Henry. I mean, as you said earlier, we, when we fall in love and we really feel that we've met the right person, we, we do many things for love. And at some point, maybe he will look back and think, okay, I, you know, I was completely besotted and madly in love. And if I could go back, maybe I'd do things a little bit differently, but I just would like to see him get a little bit of a less of a hard time for that on this grand scale, because we've all done it at stages in our life, haven't we? But thankfully we haven't been under that microscope. And I think it's being under that microscope that maybe is making those relationships more difficult to repair. Mm.
1: So when people
0: are, um, when a couple first meets and there is that real disparity between how they both see family and how much time they want to spend with family and how involved they like families to be. What kind of um, advice would you give to somebody that maybe came to you and, and, and was um, saying, okay, the, maybe the, this is, doesn't seem to be a problem now, but I am very gregarious. I love all of my family around every Sunday. We, we eat together, we laugh together, we discuss everything. And I've fallen in love with somebody who that completely horrifies them and they like to see their parents once a year and barely see their siblings. So would you when you would you feel that that could potentially be something that needs to be talked about very early on or you
1: feel? Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> I think you talk about your fundamental differences, don't you? And, and if you found other areas of connection, like you have this magical chemistry, you share things in common, you have similar pastimes, or, you know, you just have a great sense of humor and, and laugh with each other. If you feel that with someone, then it becomes important. What they want. So the things that they care about, the things that they love, should become the things that you care about and you love. And there may be compromise involved in that. But it's so important to keep that communication going and to talk to each other with kindness and to discuss look, how are we going to make this work? Because, you know, this is where you are. This is where I am. You know, can we meet somewhere in the middle to make this work for all of us? And I think when you do that and you're not blaming, you're being open and you're looking for a solution together, um, then anything can happen. So, and, and usually positive things come from that kind of dynamic. So, you know, that's my experience anyway.
0: Yeah, I think as should say really open communication about what's important. I think most of us have had a friend or family member where we've seen them fall madly in love with somebody in that relationship become quite isolated. So suddenly... We don't feel that they're as accessible to us. And I think that happens often at the beginning of relationships where everything's really exciting and fresh. And it's just about making sure, I think, um, for us each as individuals, that, of course, you go through that honeymoon period where you can't bear to be apart. But then you strike some kind of balance, isn't it? So that the things that were important to you before are still able to be important to you now.
1: Yeah, don't lose sight of yourself. That's the really key thing, isn't it? So many people come out of a relationship and say, I've completely forgotten who I am, because they mirrored their partner so much. And there was no balance in that, you know, it was all about one person coming all the way to the other person, and the other person not moving at all. So I think there's a balance to be found there. And, you know, do not lose sight of, of the things that made you who you are, because that's why, you know, your partner fell in love with you. If you suddenly yeah. lose all of that and become them, <laughs> it, it's it's very strange. It's, it's a common mistake, isn't it, in relationships?
0: It's a common mistake. And on the flip side, um, I often speak to people who have fallen in love with somebody, but they've, in their own head, without realising it, they've made it really conditional. So... Mm-hmm. It's kind of, well, um, I really love him or her, but, um, you know, I'm constantly trying to explain that I don't like this and I don't like that and I need this to change and I want this to change and I will leave if this doesn't change. And, you know, often I'll say, okay, let's take a breath. You have to understand that by choice, you've entered a relationship with somebody and you need to be able to accept them as they are, as a starting point. You know, you can't, of course, there might be things that each of you can improve on, but you can't go into a relationship fully expecting to be able to mold that person into exactly who you want them to be so that they'll fit in with you.
1: Um, Yeah, well, it's like going to the supermarket and saying, you know, I fancy jacket potato for dinner, and buying a carrot and expecting it to be the same. You know, it fundamentally, maybe you've picked the wrong person. So we can evolve together, but um, you know, that is that that is a joint process, isn't it? It's It's not all about one person saying to the person, well, you're not enough of this and that and the other. Well, you've picked the wrong person then. So, you know, it is a gradual evolution. But I think if you've got those core things, you've got those connections like, you you know, you want a a small, um, uh, safe group. And I think this is what drew Harry to Meghan, as you said earlier, is that she had this small circle of people. You know, she was independent in her own right. She knew what she wanted. I kind of felt like, you know, he was just wafting about a little bit, not quite sure what to do. And she provided him with what he was looking for and what maybe what he felt he'd lost. Um, So for them, I think then, you know, she's obviously supported him through the, the transition from the UK over to America seems to be suiting them really well and they found a way to make it work and I think once he has confidence in his his new self who he is who he's found along the way with her help I think he will naturally gravitate back to his family and to his brother because he'll be more confident in himself I expect they're asking a lot of questions of him and you know wanting to understand exactly why and maybe it feels personal but I don't think it's personal I think it's just what he needed to do. And that's the same as any of us, really. I think it was incredibly brave.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think um, he and Megan were, again, not only at opposite ends of the spectrum with um, their attitudes towards how connected they wanted to be to an extended family, but also in terms of she was so free and so dynamic and so able to explore all of these different avenues and was incredibly successful in doing so. Whereas Harry's life was so very mapped out for him in many respects, Um, but without um, maybe without quite the same restraints as William, but we're not far off. So it was obvious, you know, for him to be able to be with somebody who was so free who didn't feel tied to anyone or anything. And he was tied to this, the monarchy and the nation. And yeah, so it's such an interesting dynamic, isn't it? And I hope that they find a way to balance it out where he doesn't have to lose quite so much as it seems that he's losing now. that he's yeah I'm not dream.
1: yeah I mean very very liberating as you just said earlier I think is the word I would use for him but I think that he just needs to be mindful that um he doesn't take it too far you know um so we, we you know we, we'll see so we'll I think see. each relation say, say that again
0: we will see yeah things
1: but I'm rooting for
0: um Megan and Harry and I'm really rooting for Harry to 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 be able to balanced family life with both sides of, of his family and
1: yeah I just hope that they don't feel they need to push too hard to prove something they've got nothing to prove they've got a beautiful yeah. family uh, you know with in America and over here I think they just need to relax into it chill out and just enjoy what they've created for themselves because I think it's a life that Harry Nevy thought he'd be lucky enough to live yeah um so you know we are coming to the to the end of, of an era you know you you feel the the fragility of, of of the queen and you know we we know there's going to be another big change for us all and that's something else that we have to ad- adapt to is that the British public you know for me certainly as a royalist it's like you know this is something we've never come across before and I remember back in the day when um Andrew and Sarah got divorced, you know, Princess Anne was divorced, and the whole landscape changed from no divorces whatsoever, poor Princess Margaret, you know, um, was told what to do, and it was very structured, and then we got into this era where there was a lot more freedom for them and now we've pushed they've pushed the boundary even further uh, Meghan and Harry Um, and I think that you know we we have to that things have to change over the decades don't they and the Queen has been in in on the throne as we know from the Jubilee a long long time so the changes that she's seen in family and attitudes and rules and things like that you know completely different you know it's literally different from start to finish so yeah. she's done an amazing job and it, it's it's our it's the only family we really know that much about isn't it in all honesty there's always a show about this and the show about that the crown and someone's always playing the queen in something so it's a family we're very familiar with and the ups and downs that that happen to to us we can see also happen to them so it's quite reassuring in a way that if they've got to go through some of these dramas and unsettling times you know, we do that, too. So we're all human.
0: Yeah. OK, well, I have loved debating this with you and um, I will be talking to you again very, very soon. So thank you so much for joining me. I hope you've enjoyed our first podcast together.
1: Yeah, it's great. Thanks for having me. And I look forward to the next one. Yeah.
0: All right, then. OK, take care and I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, okay.
1: Bye. Bye.